Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Yes, good morning, Catherine. Good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm, yeah. It is. Yeah. Mild. A little cloudy. Gray. The sun very, come very out. cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> but right. it's still a good day. All right. It's gray. Yes. <laughs> it is, uh, today is uh, Tuesday, April yes. 5th. I think it's election day. Uh, I'm pretty sure. That? I think it's. Oh. I think it's today. Yeah, I think it is. We oh, need thank to, God, it's going to be over. <laughs> we <laughs> have to. We have to go vote for our little town thing. I don't know anything about anybody. Well, so I'm a little concerned about that because, I you know I don't like to go blind. Right. Into voting. I know. Me neither. But I'll send you what I know, which isn't much. It's it's okay. just one notch above nothing. <laughs> You sent me a bunch of nothing. Yeah. It's funny that these small towns and their concerns and stuff, you know, we all have them. Yeah. As you pointed out to me a couple times now, there is an issue about chickens. Yeah. There's a chicken war going on in our little town. Okay. Some people want backyard chickens and other people don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's you know, piatone. Well, that's fences make good neighbors, friends. So get those fences built. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, let's get to the topic today. And uh, where is my note? There's my note. Today we are talking about Easter. Mm. And uh, what's with the Easter bunny? Yeah. <laughs> what's with the Easter what bunny? What's with the Easter bunny? What? How did we come up with an Easter a, a six, rabbit. A six-foot rabbit. A, a rabbit yeah. lays eggs. I mean, that's hilarious. I, I, or at least distributes them. I agree. Why isn't it an Easter chicken? Yeah. If you're going to make something up. Mm-hmm. But there is a story behind it, friends. So stay tuned because we're going to give you Easter traditions explained here on the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast, episode number 118. We're also going to talk about our own experiences growing up, Easter, with Easter experiences, as well as what we did with our kids. And then finally, we're going to talk about how Christians can live in the world, but not be of the world Mm -hmm. in terms of how can you participate. And be okay with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a Christian with the Easter egg thing. A balanced approach. Yeah. We have sponsors. And our sponsors, we call them humor contributors because they've crossed over. (laughs) They have crossed over that rainbow bridge (laughs) from humor consumer to humor contributor. Yeah. And so tell our listening audience about our humor contributors, Catherine. Well, they uh, contribute financially $5 a month. How much? And $5 a month. I'm just making sure that, you know, $5 a month, that's pretty cheap. Yes. For a second, I thought you were quizzing me. I'm like, is it, has it been raised? No, I think $5 a month for all this fun content. That's very, very affordable. Go on. It is. Go on. Well, and it just, it's automatic. You don't even miss it. I don't miss it. I, yeah. Well, I'm well, not the one. Right. Kenny. Ron, Ron is a supporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, that helps us to grow the podcast in ways, you know, like getting new mics and right. equipment and things right. that we need. And we do have a purpose with this podcast. Isn't it? I mean, we have a lot of fun, but there's a purpose. That's right. And that's, yeah, ministry. That's right. Uh, If you're just joining us for the first time, let me just say that we are two best friends who decided to do a podcast. (laughs) And what we we (laughs) attempted to do is come up with a topic that we think you'd be interested in. Sometimes we nail it. Right. Other times, I don't want to know. What are we going to (laughs) do? 
government cheese. <laughs> yes. We are going to do government cheese. This is so fascinating. I had no idea there mm. was so much cheese in America. Yeah. I thought it was all Wisconsin. But anyway, we're going to get to that. So what we do is we choose a topic that we think you care about. And then we do our best to deliver it in an entertaining way. We think. We yeah, try. kind of curating and yeah. entertaining, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the kinda. research and then we talk about it. And then we get on here and talk about it. And then finally, at the end of every podcast, we point the listeners to the Lord mm-hmm. in some way. We bring a scripture. We give, you know, encouragement to read your Bible, go to church, do all those fun things. Yeah. Those important things. And we things. All, always, before every episode, we pray. Yes. And we pray that that's what we're doing because we can't do it without the Lord. Oh. Right? hundred percent. I mean, we just feel we need him. We do need him. We absolutely do. So we ask for his guidance. Yeah, and we did that earlier. Just a moment ago. Yes, we did. And prayed for the Holy Spirit. Activate. Activate. (laughs) We're so goofy. All right. So let's talk about, uh, I wanted to name our sponsors. Uh, There's 11 sponsors right now. Somebody's somebody's out there hearing my voice and they want to be number 12. They just do. They're like, I could could round it off to a dozen. You're so good at that. I know. We're so close. There's somebody out there. Bring us, Lord, move in the person who hears my voice right now. Move in them to become our 12th sponsor. Put money in their pockets. Yes, $5 a month. It's only like 60 bucks a year-ish. You know, that's not much. No. All right. So we have Ursula. Cut cut, cut back on something else. Right. You know, your coffee. French fries. That's going to lead to a heart attack. (laughs) Get rid of those French fries. Yeah. You'd probably become two sponsors. You could sponsor us for two times. Yeah. Anywho. All right. So we have our newest sponsor is Ursula. Thank you for coming on board and becoming our 11th sponsor. We also have Janine, Darlene, Gail, Karen, Nancy, Kenny, Ron, Courtney, Joan, and Carla. Yes. We so appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And we are saving all of the monies until we can upgrade our equipment. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to take that money and upgrade the equipment and hopefully sound better and I don't know maybe even have an intern or something. Well also I would like to have some lessons on to navigate through this uh, audacity platform thing that we use and also even to understand the Podbean thing. Oh yeah. That might cost money I don't know. Well and right now we do rely on my girl Olivia. She's my yeah my my tech wizard and she's looking into that right now because we had a huge spike mm-hmm. in February. We went from a, like in the hundreds of downloads to in one month, we had double that. Yeah. And we're not sure why. No, it seems nonsensical. <laughs> right. So we're not that good. Yeah. Anyway, Try. well, we better move along. Let's go. Okay. Let's get into it. What's with the Easter Bunny, Catherine? Yeah. Come on now. How did the bunny hop up into existence, right? Yeah, how did it? Because uh, <laughs> that is a curiosity to me. Yes, it and, is and, the weirdest thing. Like, how did the the face of a furry animal become representative of Easter? You yeah, know? and it's quite and, scary for young children, if I'm being honest. Well, when they come in a costume, you know, life-size person, then yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a cute little thing when a it's like a little... Mm-hmm. Right. So how did anyway, it come to be? Well, it has German roots and origin. You know, it's all, everything is always from Europe, wouldn't you say? Like our most yeah traditional things have its roots over in Europe, right? Because otherwise, we'd be doing the whole. Did you know that? 
<laughs> I'm going off course a little bit, but I remember learning that we wouldn't have weeds here huh? in America if it, it weren't for. for your, yeah, I heard that. Oh, I, which is funny because I know, like in England, they don't have the weeds we have. Okay, maybe we wouldn't have certain weed. <laughs> okay, but one hundred percent, we would have American weed. <laughs> I don't know. Come on now. They say that. We also didn't have horses. I heard that. Yeah. They brought them over. because I said, remember we had, we were playing cards one night and Uh. Kenny's like, they're from the Indians. And I said, no, it's from Europe. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Uh so the origins are from uh, Germany and then in the 17th century when they kind of came over this away. Yes. They brought with them the tradition um, to mostly to Pennsylvania. That's where they settled. And there's really no actual documentation of how that came to be. So, yeah. but but all across all the things we have researched, I know you did too, right. a little bit, um, is that its roots are from Germany. And so they had this, this uh, you know, tradition, basically. But, and then there's also, there's also some ties. Now, most of it, there's nothing to do with the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible, right? But uh, about an Easter bunny. About an eggs. Easter bunny. <laughs> exactly. And delivering them in baskets mm, to children. Right. But Christians did tie it into the fact that there's so the 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 rabbit represents new life and fertility. And so Christians kinda decided we'll 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 kind of merge the two and it can be representative of the resurrection of Jesus. New life. Uh, I'm not sure where the fertility thing came into. Um. Well, the the pagan holiday mm-hmm. in the spring mm-hmm. there, which is where this Easter. Yeah. How, how did they pronounce it in German? It was like, uh, let me Eel, look at it. I'm looking at the pronunciation and it says Eoster. Yeah. O-S-T-E-R. Well, there's also... So whatever the German pronunciation is, it looks like Osterhaus mm-hmm. or Osterhaus, something like that. I don't know the German language, but the the Germans adopted it mm-hmm. from the the origins they believe are back in these pagan holidays when spring would come around and they would want to sacrifice or to give or to ask the gods to bless them with fertility. And that's where the rabbit came in. Right, because, because it ra- represents you don't breed like rabbits. Right, <laughs> rabbits know how to get it done. Oh my god! <laughs> and they get it done now, and they have a lot of it. Yeah, and they are not wanting for anything in that regard. And so there was the rabbit was the symbol of fertility, and then eggs was also a symbol of fertility because obviously you gotta have eggs to get a something out of it. Yeah, I didn't see that, but that does make <clears throat> sense. It it does. There were there were some disturbing things that I read about it. In yeah, terms, you were saying that <laughs> in terms of these pagans and their beliefs were just nuts. You know, they they thought if you if you uh, did this certain ritual, mm-hmm. then you would get pregnant, and then you could have the baby, and then sacrifice the baby to the god mm-hmm. of whatever it is. You know, whatever the name is. I mean, come on now. Yeah. 
What's that about? Mm-hmm. So so you can look back into some of these holidays. And Christmas has all the same kind of the Christmas tree. Yeah. Came from a pagan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you can go really into the weeds. Mm-hmm. You can. I'm actually doing that as you're talking. Oh, looking are you at getting this. sucked yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah, I am. <clears throat> all right. But, so but that's, that's how we get the bunny, the Easter bunny. Exactly. So the pagans. And you mentioned earlier, you wondered if uh, when they settled into Pennsylvania, was it the Dutch? Right. It, it is. Is or it? was. Yeah, it says here, German immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania, Dutch County in the United States in the 1700s. And they were extremely disciplined Christians. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I read that what happened back in whatever day it was, the 1700s or before that, where the Christians wanted to preach the the truth about Easter mm-hmm. to the people who were not Christians right. around them. And they had these festivals and parties, like they had it going on, you know, with the Easter eggs and the bunnies and all the stuff. Yeah. And so they just wanted to kind of alter it a little bit and bring it into the Christian message. Exactly. And we just did that. We uh, did. On Sunday. We had our little, uh, what we call it, resurrection egg hunt. Yeah, it was fun. Easter egg hunt. Yeah. And uh, we've our church has done a couple different things. And I think it's really a good way to combine the two and to bring people in. Like evangelism. It is. It's an outreach. Yeah. And if uh, if you're not familiar with resurrection eggs, it's something that can, I, I believe it came to be I don't know, sometime in the blurry years when I was raising all my kids, I did hear about it. So it was somewhere between 1990 and 2000, something like that. Anyway, it's just like a dozen eggs and each egg represents a different thing about the resurrection of Jesus. Right. And then it has scripture that goes along with it. If you Google resurrection eggs, Mm -hmm. you can probably buy a set of them Mm -hmm. online. Yeah. I'm sure you can. And what we did with our church was, it was beautiful. It was just a community outreach. Mm -hmm. Everybody was invited. There was no cost. And families could come in and they would receive a carton. And the children, one one, uh, carton per family, the children would then look around the church where all these eggs were scattered and they were numbered, you know, one through 12. And then once they filled up their carton with one through 12, they would go around to these little tables and receive the little symbols mm-hmm. of what it represented. And what was your table? What did you have as your symbol? We had the spear that went into Jesus's side when he was on the cross. He was already dead and uh, it was plunged into his side and the blood and water came out. And, yeah. and, and, and Kenny and I, so we were at that station. It was station number nine of the 12. Mm-hmm. And I felt little awkward like telling the little kids the story about yeah he was stabbed in the side he was already dead and blood and water came out happy easter (laughs) and then they move on i i would eventually i was saying the good news is right around the corner there at number 12 right where the stone was rolled away and jesus was risen from the dead Mm -hmm. yeah in our booth uh ron and i were right next to kenny and Catherine, and ours was linen to represent the cloth that Jesus's body was wrapped in. And I found the same thing as I was describing (laughs) it. I was like, well, this represents the cloth that Jesus was wrapped in when he was dead. Dead. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then I just rephrased it to 
this was the cloth that Jesus was wrapped in in the tomb. Mm -hmm. And then they just go, oh, thank you. And they put it inside their little egg. And some of those little faces were so adorable. Absolutely. They they were precious. Yeah. So um, I just want to say kudos to Christ Community Church and to all that make these outreach events happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to us and you live anywhere near Piatone, Illinois, come to our church and and just uh, check it out. If you're looking for a home church, if you don't have one. And it's so encouraging. In the previous years, we um, had eggs scattered throughout town. Right. And we would distribute them in hopes that it would bring people, you know, to church, to the Lord. Right. And then there would be a little something in there and an invitation to come to church. Well, one of our families, we know for sure that that's how they heard of us and found us was from the Easter egg thing. They picked one up from the yard and... So they were like, and they were new to town, I think. Right, they had just moved yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing to be a part of something good and something that you want to share with other people. And mm-hmm. that's really what Christianity is. Right. right. All right. Well, okay, so what else do we want to say about Easter bunny, Easter eggs? Well, we have, what is the origin of the Easter egg hunt? Oh, now I lost that one too. Oh, well. I think that it was uh, another like representation of good things to come and <laughs> I totally can't find it. Oh well. But it became a tradition oh, again over in Europe. Uh Queen I know that Queen Victoria wrote about it a lot yeah. and it was kind of very very new at the time and they would have uh, colored eggs and have the family over and the little kids would would go find the eggs and i do know this too that um it was more affordable for even like the poorer people to have eggs as a tradition um for something to eat yeah Yeah. and it's also uh easter is the end of lent the Mm -hmm. end of the lenten season and I had read that uh, the use of eggs in the Easter celebration was to yes. just sort of say, we're done now with our fast and we're celebrating that Jesus has risen. Yes, that's right. I yeah. recall that too. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of neat how traditions and holidays evolve mm. and, you know, from one family <laughs> to the next and they just sort of work their way to, yeah, to our life. Yeah, some really stick. They do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm sad that stuck is that darn uh, elf on the shelf. I'm glad that oh. Easter doesn't have that. Don't anybody oh create goodness. an elf on the shelf or an egg on the shelf <laughs> or a bunny on the or chick on the shelf. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, that's that's been around now for a couple decades, oh, wait, I think. Maybe we should. Maybe that would fund our podcast if we invent the chick on the shelf. No, let's not. No. I'm not going to do it. All right, let's move on. Okay. Our experiences growing up. Tell me what it was like for Catherine when you were growing up, mm-hmm. what what did Easter Sunday look like for you? Well, we would visit um, our grandparents when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were not consistent with, like, I don't remember ever getting an Easter basket as a child. I do remember hunting for eggs a couple times. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't something that my parents, my mom would sell, like, she wouldn't do that um she had said it's nothing to do with easter and she was right even yeah with the religion yeah. i think too she thought it was a waste of money she really didn't like us to have candy yeah so <laughs> i'm painting a really bad picture but 
I I really don't recall getting an Easter basket. So, but we would, um, you know, we didn't go to church. Yeah. When I was growing up. So that was not a part of my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had friends and I, we had, my parents had friends that went to church, but, but we didn't. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then later in life, we got together on Easter with our very, very close family friends. And um, that's, that's how we rolled. Yeah. So really nothing um, extraordinary. I'm just, it was just uh, for me growing up it was just uh, a time where we got together with family or friends yeah and ate and um, no we didn't really uh, we didn't pray we didn't talk about Jesus none of that yeah well I'm sure that that story resonates with a lot of people mm-hmm. you know depending on on you know what the beliefs were in your home mm-hmm. in my home growing up through the 70s and through the 80s Easter Sunday was a religious holiday. We were, um, we, we were not raised in church in terms of like it wasn't a high value, but we were a part of a religion. Mm-hmm. And on Easter, we would go to church mm-hmm. because it was important. So church was a thing. And we did get Easter baskets. I remember getting a swimsuit. Mm. That was the typical. That was what, what was in oh, your Easter basket. Yeah. A new swimsuit. Yeah. You know, I remember my sister and I got bikinis. We got polka dot bikinis. <laughs> Yellow yeah, polka dot. I was, I was kind of fat, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> I had a belly. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, and our town, our small town of Depew, Illinois, mm-hmm. h- hosted a wonderful tradition that is still going today. And it's, oh. it was the Easter basket hunt. Okay. Not just an egg. Yeah. A basket. And my grandfather, Joe Lopez, had a lot to do with bringing this tradition into the town. Him and and other people got together. They created this thing called the Booster Club, Mm -hmm. and they would raise money for these things. And and what they did was every child received an egg from the Easter Bunny Mm -hmm. in the in the gym. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid, it was a real egg. It was no fake egg. Okay. It wasn't plastic. Uh-huh. It had been boiled. Yeah. By someone mm-hmm. and colored, dyed, and then somebody wrote on it a number. Okay. And and so you had these hundreds of eggs for these kids and y'all line up to go so it was great. And you get it your eggs. Smelly. Well, all it, those eggs. <laughs> I'm sure that it may have been smelly the night before when all the volunteers were cooking mm. them wherever they did that. But then once you got your egg, you, so so let's say I had an egg and on the number it was like 350, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And maybe my sister had 125 and my brother had 98, whatever. Mm-hmm. Every egg was different number. And then you went around to all the businesses in town and you looked for your number on a big poster oh. outside of the business. Okay. And the business would hand you a basket when you showed them your egg number, oh. you see. So these volunteers mm-hmm. put together all these baskets and they put the grass in there and they put chocolates in there. Everybody got a chocolate bunny and then the, the whatever, the, those jelly beans and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it could take a while to find your basket. Mm-hmm. So the whole town was walking around with parents and kids. Good old America. Yeah, the that's 70s America. And 80s. Yeah. yeah. And I, then when I uh, grew up, I took my children to that. 
okay. my older kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when I had, by the time I had five kids, I'm like, I'm not going to tramp around this whole town looking for five different baskets. Yeah. Um, but I did what I could. And, and you know, my mom would go with, and it was just like a tradition. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I just went to a funeral of my Uncle Joe, who passed yeah. away, 96 years old. And my godson was there uh, from California, and he is now, he's 10 years younger than me, so he's like in his 40s, 47. He said he remembers the Easter uh, baskets and all that he did there, because his grandpa was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. So it was was Hmm. nice. You saw the whole town, you know. Yeah, it sounds hallmarky. Yeah, I would say. It does. I would say it was a great idea, and they, they keep it going, but now they don't use real eggs anymore they do the plastic eggs it's oh it's much better yeah and i remember hiding real eggs as a kid and one time a real egg was hidden so well that it was not found oh okay (laughs) until until until. (laughs) what what's What's that that smell dead smells like something's rotten in here who did it and it was inside (laughs) of a heart shaped red velvet pillow that had a zipper on it oh my gosh that you would take like to a sleepover yes, or something yes. and put your toothbrush mm-hmm. in there that's where it was great mm-hmm. oh, funny yeah question yeah uh not about eggs or anything but when you were growing up did your family uh practice the the lent like no eating meat yes on my that? my family did do lent you know uh what are you going to give up for Lent. I mean, it was... So a, it wasn't always just meat. It was giving something else up as well? Right. So meat was a for sure. Everybody... Oh, it was. Nobody okay. could eat meat on Friday okay. during Lent. But in addition to that, right. it gave up something else. Oh. Right. And, you know, the the concept behind that was to to um, internalize sacrificial... A, a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, but did you understand that? I do now, but when yeah. you're a child, yeah. you know, um, th- that's just the way that your thinking goes. They, you, the adults explain it mm-hmm. and you go, okay, and move along, mm-hmm. you know, and you give up stuff that you hate, like pickles. I'm going to give up pickles. I don't All even right. like them. <laughs> it's not really a sacrifice. Right. Yeah. But as you grow and mature yeah. uh, into teen years and into adulthood, you look back and you go, oh, I understand now. Mm-hmm. You know, this was to signify the sacrifice that, that Jesus made for all of us. Mm-hmm. And you look back now in the Old Testament and you look at all the festivals yeah. and you look at all the sacrifices. And our church right now is reading through the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. Yeah, right. We just read about uh, King David hmm. when he was going to buy this property and the um, person that he was going to buy it from said no let me give it to you and David says I am not going to that's not a sacrifice then to the Lord right it's only a sacrifice if I pay for it so yeah there's all kinds of sacrifices but I remember as a child you know of course we didn't we didn't celebrate Easter in the way that that Christians did. So when I would, you know, my friends would say, we can't have meat. And right. I, it was so foreign to me. I remember yeah. thing, just totally curious about that. Yeah. It was just a complete mystery to me. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. And, you know, just like with anything else in religion or spirituality, we're all on a journey. Mm-hmm. And everyone takes it to whatever level, mm-hmm. you know, that they feel that they can take it to. Now, I will say this, that once... 
like not that many years ago when I started to do fasting, mm-hmm. like true fasting. Yeah. And not in the way that, I mean, I like food a lot and I mm. think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hungry might, now, that's actually. That's why my bikini didn't work out. <laughs> but, but I still, I still go to the Lord and I'll say, help me to fast and the reason that you fast isn't so that you can have fewer calories or lose weight right or any of that it's more so a spiritual experience in terms of i'm going to sacrifice that so that i can focus right on god right yeah Mm -hmm. so easter easter in depew illinois was a fun experience sounds like it. it was and then going forward when we had our children what did you do with your children when they were little for easter when they were real little, um, yeah, we weren't going to church yet, but then eventually we we did. Mm-hmm. And um, so then uh, that was wonderful. So our kids did grow up going to church, but, and I was not consistent with Easter baskets either. Uh, oh, was it? Well, no, we were. I think, I'm thinking of Valentine's Day. We didn't do all that stuff, like give the kids cards and things, mm-hmm. but Kenny and I, if the weather was um, cruddy, we would hide baskets in the house. And that was so fun. I loved it. I absolutely, I probably liked it more than the kids did. And and we would also do it in the yard. We had, as you know, the two and a half acres. So we would do, yeah, a lot of uh, Easter egg hunts out in the yard. And when we would get together with Kenny's side of the family, we always had really big Easter egg hunts. You know, whoever hosted, they would do that. And um, my brother-in-law, Todd, he liked to really do things up. And so he would make a, a map oh, of finding the the golden egg. And the golden egg was, you know, the creme de la creme and the one that had, I think, usually like a $20 bill in it or something like oh, that. Fun. Yeah, so that was... Um, a lot that was a lot of fun our kids uh probably have lots of good memories with easter sunday and my mother-in-law she would buy every single one of the kids a basket and it was always you know full of things for spring swimsuits was nice. one of them mm-hmm. that's nice yeah yeah so yeah we did similar with our children easter to me as a mom of five kids it was my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. There were no stockings. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that the chicken or the bunny did not have stockings. Mm-hmm. No Christmas cards, oh. right? Because that was back in the day when the Christmas letter was a thing. Mm. So you didn't have any of that yeah. judgment or guilt <laughs> or any of that. Um, you, you didn't have Easter Eve. And, yeah, right. And Easter Day. Right. You just had Easter. And another thing that I love about Easter is it didn't require a turkey. Turkeys scared no, me. See? They had a hotline. They had, uh, you know, you could, you could kill somebody with your turkey if you didn't cook it right. The hotline. Seriously. Oh my gosh, I know. Ham does not have a hotline. There's no hotline for ham. Now, see, we did. We had turkey, beef, and ham. Sometimes lasagna, too. Well, that's yeah. a problem that you have on your own. That's not a part of the, the story, the tradition. <laughs> Yeah. And then my mother-in-law, Claudia, mm. she also, like your mother-in-law, Judy, Claudia liked to do the baskets up. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I just let her do it. And whatever she came with, that's what they got. Yeah. So for me, it was, um, I was able to do more focusing on the spiritual part of the mm-hmm. holiday rather than all of the other stuff. Yeah. I loved it. And we did Easter egg hunts. 
you know yeah we we, yeah. we did around the yard and mm-hmm. and also like our nieces and nephews would come and the kids would dress up in the you know like easter clothes type of thing mm-hmm. like their best whatever and a couple of my nieces, of course, not having any girls, right? Yeah. So a couple of my nieces with their little Easter dresses. Oh, gosh. Oh, they I, were so I, adorable. I, yeah, I like that And the that hats a lot. with the little elastic yeah. thing on there. Yeah. I just loved it. They grew up so fast. I was just thinking, I don't even know. I think only one time did I bring the kids to to visit the Easter bunny, you know, where they get your picture oh, taken. Yeah. Um, but gosh. I don't even know if Ellis was born yet when we did that. Yeah, I did it once, and it was when I had Nate. And then by that time, I was already pregnant with Luke, so I'm a pregnant (laughs) first-timer in line. (laughs) And my sister-in-law, Jamie, was with me, Mm -hmm. and my mom, who was ill at the time with cancer. Mm -hmm. And we were waiting in line forever at Mm -hmm. the mall and and Nate was dressed up in a cute little sailor thing. Yeah. I mean, he was adorable with his little red hair. And we finally get to the front. Did he cry? Oh, he would not sit on yeah, his lap. Right. He screamed bloody murder. Yeah. And he, he was like, and after that, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I think that was the turnoff for us, too. I think that it was a long wait. I think that the kids are just like so like, this is scary. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I love the pictures that you see on social media sometimes, like the of kids being scared by Santa Claus or yeah. the Easter Bunny. Yeah. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I see nowadays on Facebook and stuff, I know somebody who's a photographer and they do pictures with live chicks yes. or live yeah. lambs. Yeah. You know, oh, who just did? I think Casey Maui did I think, that. Yeah, she did. And yeah. that's way more doable for a little child to yeah. look at a little chicken instead of a six foot bunny yes. animal with big fake yes. eyes. I think the funniest ones are from the, the Santa Clauses and the oh. Easter bunnies back in the 70s and 80s. They were horrible, <laughs> plastic, scary faces. You know that uh, that <laughs> the the person would put on. Oh, awful! I, I know, I know, absolutely awful. Especially the further back you go, it's like you. Who thought of that? Like, look at look at some of these pictures. Look at this one. Yeah. That, yeah. Looks, <laughs> that looks like some. Okay, I'm going to describe it. The Easter Bunny has a tongue sticking out like Gene Simmons <laughs> from from Kiss. Yes, and he looks very devilish. He looks like he's going to uh, eat this child. Yes. Like mouth and, and open wide. And the baby wide. is bawling. <laughs> look, look at this one. Oh, crazy. It looks like a paper mache. Yes. That's what I mean. Like the masks they wore were just awful. <laughs> that looks like Hitler. It has to a be Hitler doctored. bunny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, so it's not worth it. And plus nowadays in, oh my gosh, in uh, 2023, mm. malls are a thing of the past. Right. Right. That's done, though. Yeah, pretty much. Amazon doesn't have no Easter bunny. Mm. So they'll probably think of it. Yeah. I think we were at like a country club when we took the kids to see the... Oh, <laughs> my word. That cannot be real. Uh, I don't know. It looks real. It's it a Santa. It's like an evil Santa. It does. Mixed with a clown, scary clown face. Okay, no. The, I have a really good one of my cousin Christy oh, really? and her brothers sitting on Santa's lap, and it is hilarious. I want to see it. You've got, like, you know where to get that picture? Uh, I might have I might have given it to her, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. 
Okay, this access. looks like this was probably from my era growing up because <laughs> yes, I can tell yep, from the tinsel, the tinsel on the Christmas on the tree. tree. Yeah, and it's this little boy, hair slicked, dressed in his nice clothes, Christmas yeah, time plaid shirt, and he's got this monster of a Santa yes. that he's sitting on his lap. You're right. He looks Yeesh. stoic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Now that we've well, and you went down that rabbit trail. Yeah, well, you and I were talking about that and laughing about it at the resurrection egg thing of how these yes. kids would look at us like and hear the story, and we're yeah. going, "Whoops, I've got to rephrase that." Yeah. The blood that yeah, that was really weird. It was. Mm. All right. Anything else that you would like to share about our experiences? Uh, I'm good. All right. Well, let's move on. Oh, I know what I'll say. Oh, yes. I didn't like candy anyway. So it didn't bother me that we didn't get baskets. (laughs) Because (laughs) sounds like maybe it did. You're just, uh, you know. Well, I like like little, you know, trinkets and things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really care about the candy. So there we go. All right. Uh, I also remember plastic um, buckets and shovels yeah. like beach toys yeah be, being a part of our right. easter basket situation mm. that's yeah my mother-in-law got the kids that a lot i think that, that i think about it when we did the egg hunt in Depew, i don't know for sure but i'm recalling that perhaps the 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 thing that they put the stuff in was a pail, bucket like some kind like of a, a pail yeah beach bucket mm-hmm. thing Anyway, all right, well, let's move on to our last uh, takeaway, which is how, Christians, can we live in this world but not be of it it. when it comes to all the commercialization of holidays? What say you, Catherine? Get some balance. How do we do it, though? Well, we could do just like what we said with our um, church and what we did with the resurrection egg. So we incorporated the, the plastic eggs. Right. And um, also, the but the message of Christ, right? Yeah. So we can have balance and we can have perspective, but we I think we have to be sure that we tell our younger people or people within our influence um that the real message behind it. And I think that it's okay to celebrate um especially Easter and mm-hmm. and Christmas and um just have some balance on it. Just yeah. put the put the truth in there. And I and be okay with it. Yeah, I agree. You know, different um, people have different opinions. Some I did look at some pastors and religious people that feel like you shouldn't have anything to do with these pagan traditions. Mm-hmm. And I can understand their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to protect the faith, and yeah, and we all want that. So I can I can give them that. You know, like I, I get it. And at the same time, when you have a family. You know, and you're you're raising children, and you're in this culture, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if it would be um, helpful to shield them from everything. You know, you know what I mean, like right? If, because you don't want them to rebel, right? Or just be like, that's not fun. How come all my friends get to go to the Easter egg hunt and I can't go? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I don't want to shed any kind of bad light or shade or whatever they call that Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to say it's bad or wrong for people who do say no i'm not gonna have anything to do with it that's for you it wasn't for me in terms of um just finding a way to find balance yeah i i know when i was just a itty bitty baby christian and it was halloween time and it was the first time that i saw a little pamphlet given out at um 
uh, Halloween time. And it was about the story of the pumpkin and the carving and the light that shines within the jack-o'-lantern. Nice. It's like the light of Jesus. And it explained how uh, Jesus cleans us out. And I mm-hmm. remember thinking, what a good way to introduce. Yeah, incorporate that. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I think that uh, if, you know, you, you bring the truth in, and um, you're not going to, it's just my opinion. I also respect the, the um, you know, the ways of other people and how they sure. say, you know. But I do think that that is uh, just a great way to bring the message. Yeah. And I think any way that you can bring the message, bring it. Get creative with it. Just bring it. Yeah. We're all just trying right. to put one foot in front right. of the other. I know. Because I I had the the fear of, like our children rebelling again, like if we were, to, once we really became um, Christians, I didn't want the kids to rebel and be like, this is, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Not, it's no fun. Yeah. Maybe they should avoid this. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the Easter bunny trying to get a picture with a little girl and she is not having it. No, she's bawling and trying to get away and the rabbit is trying to grab her yeah get like her in the picture like he's trying to attack her anyway mm-hmm. you gotta google it friends uh scary santas and easter bunnies mm-hmm. <laughs> just google it you'll have a- tracy's entertaining <laughs> oh, herself over there boy, i'm having a good old time uh all right well this has been great let's get to i think we've shared everything that we wanted to share mm-hmm. about those three takeaways let's talk about our inspiration for today we have uh two scripture verses yeah one is John chapter 11, verse 25, and it says this, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Mm-hmm. That is really the message. That's the gospel message. It's the Easter message. It's the good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's eternal life. It's, it's all about Jesus. It is. So let's right. focus on that this Easter and we also thought Romans 12, 2 would be good because we wanted to talk about how do we live in the world, but not of the world. Mm. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is such a great uh, scripture, such a great reminder. It's such a, it's like, a, this is how to live life. Yeah, Do that's one way. that always runs through my head. Yeah. 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 I love it. Because we have we do. We have to live in this world. We do. And we have to but we also have to stand out, right? We have to just like it says, not live um we have to live in it but not of it. So we have to gosh and, you know, we talked about how do you do that? So what are some practical things, Catherine, that we can share with our listeners of how mm. do you live in the world but not of it? Well, gosh, that's a good one. Um, well, for one thing, we don't have to practice the things that are not biblical. We don't, we can, um, I wouldn't say that we can, that we should accept it necessarily but we can live amongst our brothers and sisters um, in the world. That means everybody, Christians, non, non-Christians. And gosh, that's a really good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to really answer that other than we don't have to 
practice and fall into the things that are not honoring to God and that we know for sure that God does not approve of. Yeah. And when it comes to Easter, you know, we can definitely encourage our friends, our family, our neighbors to attend church. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done that with our church. Like you said, with the resurrection eggs, we've also done it with the scattering eggs around town. Mm-hmm. But even in our own personal way, um, putting things out there on social media, our church is having these services. If anybody's looking for a home church, come join us. Yeah. Just encouraging people in a non-threatening way, but just putting the invitation out. You know, everybody is welcome. Yeah, that's how we can... Yeah, encourage, but how do we also, like you said, live in the world and not of it when it's like all around us, you know, like we're yeah. really immersed in all kinds of things. Well, and I think the answer to that is staying in the word of God, staying in prayer. It's the Christian disciplines. Yeah. And, and we're in a Bible study together with our church and my application from Bible study is so frequently just keep swimming. Mm-hmm. Just keep going to church on Sunday. Just keep going to small group. You know, with our we we meet as a small group Bible study uh, twice a month. Mm-hmm. Keep attend. Show up. Show up. Mm. Yesterday confession. I did not want to go to Bible study. Right. We have yeah. Bible study on Monday mornings. I was not prepared. It's a new way that we're learning to study. I, I didn't really want to get into learning something new in terms of a method. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a bunch of other things to do. And, I, and I, I gave myself an out. I even texted Catherine and said, I'm not going today. Mm-hmm. And then and I, then I said, I'm still debating. <laughs> and it didn't take me long to go, no, I'm going. Because mm-hmm. usually if I feel that way, I need to go. I mm-hmm. 100% need to go because there's a blessing for me there. Yeah, and so funny I because I, at the same time, was thinking that. I didn't tell you that, but I was like, you know what? I feel that I I should go. There's, yeah. Yeah, Definitely and, and we went, and there was a blessing for everybody there. And I just feel like those are the ways that we can live in the world, but not of it. You just keep going. You keep trudging along. You stay in the word of God. You stay open. Mm. You confess your sins. We meet for prayer once a week. Mm-hmm. Keep doing that. Yeah. We um we're in the scripture every day with our church now with this Bible app thing. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know what? I'm gonna put it in the link of the show notes. I'm gonna add a yeah. note here to me to add add Do the that. link. Um hold on. For the Bible reading for that Bible we're doing. reading. Yeah. Um I, I really believe that, Catherine, that if anybody's listening and they're going, wait, how do how do I how do I do this? Mm-hmm. How do I live in this broken, messed up world mm-hmm. and not become part of it? That's how you yeah. keep your eyes on the Father. You keep a steady, healthy diet of His Word, and you keep talking to Him in prayer and listening to Him in prayer. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will just help you go through, you know. And you'll be at the end; it'll be well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful servant. And it doesn't have to be that you were Billy Graham or that you did you right, know, this right, or that. You right. just got to do you. And again, just also don't don't um, go into the pattern of the world. Don't participate in the things that, you know, are dishonoring to God. Right. I think that's really important, too. 
Well, yeah, because obedience matters. We're learning mm-hmm. that 100% mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Right. It is a thing. Yeah. And there are consequences. Like the earth swallowed these people up. Yeah. <laughs> the right. earth just opened up and God went, done with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, right. I like other methods too. Like, for example, the retail store that we used to work in at yeah. Evelina's. And even though it wasn't a non-for-profit, there was, I mean, people who came in the store most likely would pick up on that it that they were christians the owners were christians and because there's uh, a prayer box and free bibles and scripture i like to in my booth that i have i like to have things that um would point people to See? Jesus as well. And, and I do that too. Living with, in the world. With my ministry. Right. Right. I mean, I use humor. My my um, motto mm-hmm. is comedy that saves. Right. Because I'm using humor as conduit to introduce the audience to a more important message. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, when I'm at churches, it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. When I'm at hospitals and breast centers, it's uh, mammograms. Exactly. Because Jesus and a mammogram. Exactly. So, so those are ways that we can live just, in the world. Yeah, whatever you up. whatever you're doing. Yeah. What whatever you're doing, you know, just find a way to do it for the Lord. Yeah. All right. Exactly. It's a wrap. Woo. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm, I'm still Catherine. Let's <laughs> say my name, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye bye. <laughs> 